minute and think back on a happy memory you have with your family. What were you doing? How did you feel? What makes this memory special? I would venture to say that most of you are thinking of a time that you spent with your family doing something fun. Maybe a vacation you took together, a special evening that you were doing something together, or even just silly time spent laughing and playing with each other. These family fun times create family bonds that are an important part of creating a strong family. In today's episode, we're going to look at different ways that you can create a strong family culture by intentionally planning wholesome recreational activities for your entire family. Welcome to the My Teaching Matters podcast, where our mission is to help you, the intentional parent, to teach your children in such a way that they can personally experience the power of Jesus Christ while still at home. Welcome, everybody, to the My Teaching Matters podcast. I'm your host today, Leslie Johnson, and I'm here with Lindsay Jensen. Hi, everyone. So today we are going to be talking about an important part of successful families. As we read the proclamation on the family, it states that successful marriages and families are established and maintained on principles of faith, prayer, repentance, forgiveness, respect, love, compassion, work, and wholesome recreational activities. Now, when I was growing up, there was a Sesame Street song that was like, which one of these doesn't belong? I don't know if that's still a thing, but it seems like there's one of these things that doesn't seem to be like the rest. What is that, Lindsay? (laughs) Oh, I, the one that stands out is that the idea of wholesome recreational activities. That's not necessarily a church-related thing, right? Yeah, right? <laughs> yeah. You have these principles of faith and prayer and repentance, and then you have recreational activities. So so why do you think that wholesome recreational activities is part of this um, idea of developing a successful family? You know, that's a good question. Um, and I think the truth is that it's part of life. That's part of like, it's meant to be fun, right? It's meant to be, um, to help you grow. Like it's, sometimes we, we feel like, you know, we need to focus on the spiritual stuff, but physical things is also, I mean, they say that the soul is the, the body and the spirit of man, right? And, and we need to focus on the physical stuff too. We need to have fun. We need to take advantage of this earth in our bodies and, um, and to me, that's that's part of the idea of wholesome recreational activities is to not ignore that part of us. Yeah, you know, we were reading in the scriptures the other day, and it's talking about how um, those that are without their bodies at this time feel like they've been in bondage for so long. They're so looking forward to the resurrection when they can be reunited with their body. And I thought that's so interesting that they would consider it almost a bondage to be without their body for a period of time. So I think you're right. I think that that idea of enjoying our physical bodies and having fun is an important part of this earth life. So so I want to talk a little bit about today about what it means to have these recreational activities and and what that can look like with our families. So um let me just start by sharing a story. Um last week or week and a half ago, 
um, we went to New Mexico to visit Lindsay and her family. And um, in New Mexico, things are still kind of shut down. There's not a lot of stuff that's that's going on. And my husband had wanted to take the girls swimming, um, but there wasn't a swimming pool in the whole city of Albuquerque that was open to the public. And so um, we were just kind of sitting there looking at each other thinking, what can we do? We're kind of, this is kind of boring. We've come all this way and, and we're just sitting there looking at each other. And so I put on my thinking cap and I thought, what can we do that would be fun with these, these kids? And, um, the idea came to me that maybe we could have a shadow puppet show. The kids had never done this before, and um, I thought this might be kind of a fun thing that they hadn't done. And so I went to work on um, finding just some clip art off of off Google that I could print out, and we and everybody every child was paired with an adult. So to kind of make it fun, we kind of paired everybody up, and then we um, cut out the the pictures for our story. We had Billy Goat's Gruff and the Very Hungry Caterpillar and the Three Little Pigs. And um, and so we put this together. We made the little um, screen and we've got the flashlight. And then we each couple, each adult and child, uh, worked on making their puppet show, and then we presented them to each other, and we recorded them on just on my phone, and so that they could watch their own selves. And it was really a lot of fun. It probably took a couple of hours for us to create them and perform them, and um, it was just an evening of a lot of fun. And I, I thought, you know, it was so neat to um, be one on one with a granddaughter and spend that time with her and then celebrate in the production of what the other girls and um, adults had done. And I just thought, you know, there is something to this idea of just taking time to do something fun together. Yeah, no, it was it was actually really fun having you do that. And you say it took you a couple hours. That's because you were cutting out the very hungry caterpillar that had all of the little pieces. <laughs> this is true. <laughs> <laughs> it didn't take us nearly that long because we were doing the three little pig and there were three pigs and three houses <laughs> and a wolf, I guess. <laughs> but um, no, I was actually surprised at how much fun we had just doing that little thing together. So you and you and one of my daughters and then dad and one of my daughters and then um. I think Scott helped you because you had so many pieces. Yeah, we had so um, many pieces, and then and then me and one of my daughters, and it, it really was it really was fun. And the kids, they had so much fun cutting it out. Um, like I actually had to do very little because I was I was paired with a child old enough to cut it out, so she cut it out, and then I was able to. Um, but then we worked together on the story and presented the story, and anyway, she just was they were in heaven, and then they got to watch their own stories, and it was. Um, amazingly refreshing and just genuinely fun to do that little activity together. So I, I was grateful you did that. So, um, you know, Lindsay, in our um, kind of um, framework that we have for My Teaching Matters, one of the roots of our, our tree is actually a culture root. Um Let's talk a little bit about how um, this idea of having recreational activities fits into our framework of culture. Yeah, so I'll, I'll back up a little bit. 
Um, because I've, so I've thought a lot about this idea a lot. Like, how can we help our children stand for truth and righteousness, um, even when the world's falling apart around them, right? I, that to me is is the ultimate goal, is, is helping our children have strong testimonies of the Savior, have personal relationships with Him, and being able to stand for that. It's not just that they know it, but that they can stand for it and act on it, and like that's who they are. Um, and so I've been thinking about this a lot about, you know, how can we help our children do this? And um, and so we created, you know, if we think of a tree, if we want our kids to be standing tall, standing for truth and righteousness, it's just like a tree, you know, it requires, the thing that makes a, a tree so strong are the roots. And it requires these really strong roots. And I actually was just talking to some some people today um, who had done our challenge, our children who know challenge, and I was, I was explaining this concept to them of this idea of of the roots and of how we are, we're trying to help our children stand for truth and righteousness. And as I was explaining to them the roots, um, it was really fun to talk about. We have, there's there's three different roots because, you know, at church, we talk about how, you know, just be consistent. If you read the scriptures with your kids every day, they're going to be fine. But I know plenty of families who read scriptures every day with their family and their kids are not fine. <laughs> um, mm-hmm. Or, you know, or they say, oh, love is enough. Like, all you need to do is love. Or, you know, Whatever it is, like the truth is that there, are, it's a lot more complicated than that. There's a lot more going on, and so this this idea of the three root system is that there's three different. You can categorize everything you need to do to, into kind of these three different roots. Um, you have your, um, so you have Christ-like content is one of them. Christ-like consistency. You have to be consistent. You have to have good content, and the other one is Christ-like culture, creating this Christ-like culture. And to me, Christ-like culture. Um, is this idea that we are growing, we're developing, we um, have a family, we love being together as a family, we're creating this culture of of love, a culture of growth, a culture of questions, a culture of fun, a culture of work. Um, right when i when i read that proclamation of the family successful marriages and families are established and maintained on principles of faith prayer repentance forgiveness respect love compassion work wholesome recreation activities they're talking about the culture that you create as a family um and so i don't so know that's I just, just what comes to mind mm-hmm, go ahead can i jump in really quick because as you were just talking and, and talking about this culture it's almost like the the soil that we provide for that tree to be in right i mean it's the I mean, it's the roots that go down, but we're creating an environment in which those, those roots can go, grow deep and the, the, it has enough nutrients and enough, uh, good soil and all of those things to help it grow and to flourish and to, um, maintain. And so, um, you know, all the, the water and the sunshine and all of those kind of things that help it really grow and flourish. And I, I guess at that, um, when you were talking about that really, that's kind of what the image that came to my mind of, of what that can do for our children. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think so. But I mean, this idea is that, but you have to have a strong family culture in order to have a strong family. Mm-hmm. If your family culture is weak, um, then your family's not going to enjoy being together. They're not going to, your, your kids are going to be weak. Your kids, like family Family is so important and your family culture is critical. It's just critical. So um, anyway, I think that's just what I, I want to talk about. So as you, I mean, as we talk about these, 
um, this idea of having fun with your family. Like to me, it's very much a part of teaching your children because it encompasses that culture root, mm-hmm. right? Um, and and so it's important. It's important. So you know, Lindsay, there's some families that having fun comes really naturally. I mean, they I I know families like like my neighbor now, their family does fun things all the time. They love mm-hmm. being together. They're always doing fun things. But but for some of us, it's not that easy. I remember growing up and um, I remember working together a lot as a family. I remember, you know, we had a big garden. We did canning and yard work and housework. And I remember doing those kind of things. But I don't remember doing a lot of family fun things. We would go on a f- vacation occasional vacation occasionally um, and those kind of things. But but so what I'm trying to get at is that there's there's some families that that comes naturally. There's other families that that's a little bit harder for them. And so how for those of us that that struggle a bit with the fun part of things, um, you know, what can we do? That's a great question. And I think, you know, I had a a really good friend a few years back. Um, or we're still friends, but we lived close to each other a couple of years ago. Um, and she she struggled with this a little bit. She, I think similar to you, grew up in a family where work was really important um, and where they enjoyed being together as a family, but they didn't do lots of fun things. And now that they're grown, um, while they enjoy still getting back together, it's they're missing out. Like the, their relationships are maybe not quite as strong as she would have liked because they don't know how to have fun together. And... Um, so, so I think the first thing as she's, as she's been creating her own family, the biggest thing for her was to realize that that's a priority was to know that, oh, I want to be doing fun things with my family. And so for some families, it comes natural, like you said. And for her, she had to plan it out and be like, okay, what am I going to do that's fun this month or this week? Right? Like she mm-hmm. had to be intentional about it. But I think that that's, that's the first step. And the most important thing is realizing, no, actually, I do care about this. Um, I do want to make this a priority. I do realize that this is helpful for my family. Um, and so, and so you just, I think you, I think the first step is just to recognize that you want to do it and then you can try to do it. You can try to be more intentional about it. I also think it's important to realize, um, that there's some things that bring more family unity to than others. So you might be thinking that, oh yeah, we do a lot of fun things. Um, you know, I take my kids to the swimming pool and drop them off or I, um, you know, I let my kids go to the arcade or go to their friend's house or whatever. But I have, but I think that there's a lot of fun things, but having fun as a family is a little bit different than just having fun because, you know, we, our kids could be having fun, uh, riding their bikes, but we aren't present because we're looking through Instagram or Facebook or, you know, thinking yeah. about something else. And so well, I think that that's something that we have to consider as well. No, I think you're exactly right. The, the, like, cause, you know, we can go to the park, but I'm not playing at the park. I'm sitting talking mm-hmm. to my friend or on the phone or whatever, right? Like, I'm not interested in playing at the playground. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I, th- I think that's important. And I think that actually brings a really big challenge, right? And I think there's multiple challenges. Um, some of the challenge, like to me, as you're talking, the first challenge is finding something that you as an adult can enjoy and that your kids can enjoy, right? Because mm-hmm. if I'm being honest, I would never choose to do a shadow puppet show on my own. Mm-hmm. Um, 
But I actually did end up, once we got started, I did end up enjoying that. Like that was, that was more fun than I anticipated. And we enjoyed that. Um, but trying to find things. So one, I mean, that, that everyone in the family can enjoy can honestly be kind of a challenge. Yep. Um, what are some of the other challenges? Uh, well, I just think time. I think that we're all so busy. We've got so many responsibilities and things going on that I think finding the time to uh, take the time to to be together as a family can can be a challenge. If we're not intentional about it, it's hard to find that time. Um, another uh, challenge I think might be um, money. If you, you know, if a lot of the things that we can do together as a family can cost money. And if that's something that you are short on or that you have to be very careful about, then that can be a barrier for you. Um, in my family, we had just the dynamics of my family was a barrier. So with my handicapped son, it made it really hard for us to go out and go hiking or biking or swimming Um because those were things that our handicapped son couldn't do. And so um, it limited our uh, the possibilities that we had to spend time together. So, um, mm-hmm. you know, there are definitely some barriers to, to finding this time to be together as a family. So then how do you, how do you overcome those barriers? What, 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 what do you do? I mean, maybe do we want to talk about overcoming those barriers or is, do we want to just kind of give some ideas of what they can do? Well, um, you know, I think to overcome them, I think the first thing is that you just have to be intentional. You have to decide that that's a priority and you have to decide that you're going to do that. So, you know, all of these barriers can be overcome if you have a desire to overcome them. So, um, so I think, you know, just deciding that that's what you're going to do. And then we can give you some ideas of some things that you can do that can remove these barriers, at least some of the things that, that I've thought of that, that you don't have to, that the time or money or family dynamics can, can kind of um, not be a problem for. Mm-hmm. So do you want me to share some of the, the things that I thought of and we can kind of yeah. go from there? Yeah, let's, yeah, let's talk about some of them. Um, yeah, so, so like I said before, one of the big things in our family was the family dynamics. So, um, I found that it was just, we couldn't really be together if we were trying to go swimming or hiking or biking because one of us, one of the adults always had to be with the the handicapped child and helping him. And so it didn't really allow for us to be able to enjoy the family as a whole. And I remember um, feeling like, you know, we just never do anything fun. I see all these other families that are doing these fun things and we don't do anything fun. And so I started thinking, I mean, what can we do that we can all do together that would be fun? And one of the things that I came up with was, um, I thought, you know what? We can do fun things at home. We don't have to go out. So that was the number one thing. And then the second thing was, um, you know, we have these parties for birthdays or whatever. Why don't we just have some themed dinner parties a few times a year, two or three times a year? And those would be really fun. So I remember um, doing a cowboy dinner. We all dressed up like cowboys. We found the bandanas and the cowboy hats. I bought some um, dark guns from the dollar store. We had a cowboy dinner with 
hamburgers and beans or potatoes or I don't remember <laughs> what it was, but we all dressed up and sat around the table and then we, um, we had our, our, uh, shootout and had a target that we shot at and, um, played a few cowboy games and had a really great time together as a family, um, just by having a, a themed dinner kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Um, no, I still remember those. That was really fun growing up. I remember a themed dinner of, um, of like a back to school night, right? Where we, you got little lunch trays, whatever. <laughs> and so we had to eat on our lunch trays at dinner. And I think you had gotten like a, you know, worksheet placemat or something that we could do, or I don't I just remember having lots of fun with that back to school dinner that was mm-hmm. kind of unique. Yeah. So, so I remember doing a Hawaiian luau where mm-hmm. we made, um, margaritas outside. We did the limbo where you had to go underneath the sticks and we uh, made paper, uh, lays and, you know, it was just just fun, simple little things that um, let us enjoy being together and having time together. There were also times that we did. Do you remember the um, silly utensils? We did this with your girls. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The one where you so the idea is that instead of eating with forks, you eat with a random utensil you find from the drawer. So you pick out numbers, and the numbers are all assigned to different things. Maybe a ladle, maybe a potato smasher, maybe a garlic smasher, maybe a um, what tongs else is in your drawers? Or- tongs or a spatula or whatever, right? Like, <laughs> a, you know, a half cup scoop. <laughs> like <laughs> anyway, you get all these different spat or these different utensils, and whatever number you draw, you have to eat your dinner with that utensil and. The kids just think that is so funny. Yeah, <laughs> it is. It's funny. <laughs> and it's funny to see how the people figure out how to use their utensil to get their food in their mouth. And yeah, I mean, it's it, that is absolutely no cost. It's a quick thing. But it is so fun to do with with your family. It's just you just sit there and laugh. And it's just a lot of fun. Um we did one, um, actually I did this at college, but I think that I did it with you kids as well after I, I did, had done it at college, but we just took a, a plastic tablecloth and, um, put it on the table and then we drew plates on the table and that was, that was your plate. It was just a plate drawn on a white tablecloth. And, uh, and then we had a spaghetti dinner and there was no utensils. There was no plate. You ate your spaghetti dinner with your fingers and we gave everybody a garbage sack to put over their, their clothes. And you had spaghetti and garlic bread and, uh, you ate it right off the table. And, and that was another really silly, but, but fun activity. And so, um, well, another example, if I move for doing dinners, would be um, just this last winter, Mom, when we got together for Christmas, we got everyone together, and um, you had mentioned that you were sick of cooking every night when the whole family got together, which mm-hmm. is super valid. <laughs> and so, but in order to make it fun, right? And so, in the past, when we, you know, when everyone comes home, because we're used to you cooking, like it, it makes sense that you shouldn't have to cook dinner every night for us now that we're adults. Um, but instead of just being mad about it, you're like, well, let's let's turn this into something fun. And so you assigned every family um, a different night to be in charge, and they had to cook for everybody, and they were in charge of making a a fun 
night, right? And so we had four nights of these themed dinners by different people every night. And that was super fun. So like my family, because we're living in New Mexico, we chose a New Mexican meal. And so we got our Navajo tacos and we got our, um, you know, and our green salsa, green chili salsa. And we, anyway, it just was super fun doing that as a family. And it was over Christmas. You had chose a Jerusalem Bethlehem dinner. Um, the other kids um, chose other meals and it was just super fun. Yeah, it was really fun. And it makes, you know, when you have this idea of a themed dinner, you can add um, some activities to the to the evening to extend it a little bit longer. You had prepared a fun little taco crash oh, yeah. <laughs> game and, and you had brought a pinata for the kids that we, we broke the pinata. It was a cactus pinata. And so it's just, it is kind of fun to, to have a theme for, for a meal and then find a few activities to go along with it. And it can make a, make for a really fun evening that's not uh, more expensive. It takes a little bit more time and effort, but that's what makes it fun. And if you get everybody involved in the, in the journey, then, um, it is something that you, you can enjoy together. So mm-hmm. anyway, those were just some of the f- a few ideas of things that I learned to do at home because a lot of our activities had to be from home. We couldn't go out and be out and about as much as possible. And, and, and there's lots of reasons why that might work for you. And you might think, you know what, I'm not really interested in those kind of activities. And that's, that's fine too. Those, that's just a sample of things. But, um, we have a bunch more of ideas that we're going to share with you, but I want to talk for a minute now about, you know, what are the advantages of this idea of having family fun with your, with your family? Um, and I actually found a few statistics about why it was important, you know, back to the original questions, why is having, um, taking time to have these wholesome recreational activities important to our family? And these are some of the statistics that we came up with. So number one is, um, is that studies have found that families who enjoy doing activities together share a stronger emotional bond. So what does that mean to you, Lindsay? Um, well, that if you want to enjoy being with your family, you need to enjoy having fun together is what that says Mm -hmm. to me. If you can enjoy (laughs) having fun, you can enjoy being together. But if you don't ever do any of those fun activities together, then you're, I mean, you're going to be living in the same house, but you're not going to have a strong attachment to them. Yeah. Yeah. And I think that that's, that's what it's saying. If you really, if you want to have that, um, emotional bond, that bo- emotional strength that comes from, from having a loving family. A part of it, a big part of it comes as you do these fun things. And so, so as parents, as we think about taking time to play and have fun with our children, we're showing our children that they're important, that, that we have time for them. And in return, it helps build a positive self image for our children. They feel like I'm important to mom and dad. Mom and dad are taking time to, to be with me. Um, I know that there's some parents that take, you know, each of their children out for a date once a month or on their birthdays or whatever, where it's just some one-on-one time. And I think that that kind of action shows the child that they are important and that they have a place within this family. Um, mm-hmm. So I think that that's, that's an important thing. What Do you have some ideas of some things that we can... 
do around that? I mean, we kind of talked about it, but is there anything else that we can share here? Well, just this idea of that doing activities together. Well, so, <laughs> so we usually, um, in our family, we still have family home evening on Monday nights, which we just have really loved. And that it just gives us an opportunity to talk about things that are important. And we usually have a lesson. Well, the other day, my birthday was on a Monday. And I got a new board game for my birthday. And so instead of our traditional family home evening, we chose to play this board game with my children. And it's a little marble game where you can, I actually wasn't sure if they'd be able to play it because it's meant, I mean, it's not necessarily targeted at little kids, but they were, they were able to play it. They were able to pick the marbles and watch the marbles run down the track. And they loved this game. And they have, like, they just were so excited that they got to do that for family home evening. They've told me multiple times, mom, can we, that was so fun. We got to do that for family home evening. Can we do that again? I'm like, well, no, not for family home evening, but we can play another time. Um, but like that was, I just think, so when you talk about that, that bond, that emotional bond, like, and creating a positive self-image for your children, I just think that it's, that it's really true. I guess I just want to share that little experience, that just that little thing where we went out of our normal day or our normal schedule, right? And from what we typically do, and we did something fun instead, and they just loved it. They just were so excited about it. And um, I think that's key, you know, sometimes because um, we do have our routine, we do have the things that we always do. And to take time to to jump out of that for a minute and do something spontaneous and something fun um, is memorable for the kids. And it makes it, it does make it exciting. Um, okay, so um, what's the second statistic that we came up with, Lindsay, or that we found? Um, the second statistic is this idea that that your children are going to share more information about their lives when they're doing an, an activity they enjoy, um, more than if you just ask them about it, right? So just asking your kids, you know, what happened today? What did you do today? They're not necessarily going to answer that question right away. But if you're doing something that they enjoy or just the kind of doing an activity, then, then they're, they're more, more willing to talk and just kind of enjoy that time together. Yeah. So one of the things I love that you do with your kids is like every day you go out for a walk and the kids can choose to ride their bikes or rollerblade or whatever, but you go out and you walk together, uh, you and your kids. Do you find that that's a time that they want to chat with you, that they want to open up or talk or, um, so the kids who are on their bikes or their roller skates, less so. Yeah, <laughs> that would make playing. sense. But, um, no, but I have noticed that it's a good time for my oldest daughter in particular. I feel like she's getting to the point where, where she can open up and talk. And, um, and there have been some, some good walks that we've gone on that, that she, she'll, she'll talk to me on. And that's, that's been fun. Yeah. And sometimes I found like, but as my kids have gotten older, um, the time that we spend in the car, together um, for me was a time that I really learned to appreciate. I remember um, my youngest son now, when we first came, uh, moved to Richfield, and he um, wasn't driving yet. And so I was driving him to school every day. And my husband was like, you've got to quit driving him to school every day. He can find a ride with some of the neighbors around here or whatever. You shouldn't have to be taking him and picking him up from school every day. And I said, you know what? I like that. That is the time when I have him captive, um, when it's just the two of us, because once he gets home, he's gone doing whatever, you know, homework or um, playing with his friends or whatever. But 
But when I'm with him in the car, we have that time to be together. And that's when the time he would open up and he would talk to me much more than um, now. When he gets home from school, he drives himself. How was your day? Oh, it was fine. Anything new? No, I'm good. Um, so I kind of missed that time that we had together um, when when we were just, you know, nothing else was interfering with what we were doing. We just had time to talk with each other. So anyway, I think that, that sometimes it is easier to um, talk when you don't have so many distractions going on. And so that time together can be an important part. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. So the third thing that I learned was that um, children and adolescents who spend more time with their parents are less likely to experiment with cigarettes and alcohol and, and marijuana. So there was a study that was done at Arizona State University, and they found that teens who didn't have dinner with their family very often we're more likely to use some of these substances substances than those who had dinner with their family, um, which I thought was really interesting. I, I And there's probably more to it than just uh, family dinners, but I thought, you know, there is something important about um, taking the time to have family to get, uh, having dinner together as a family. Um, so I, I know that that's something that we have... Um, consistently done in our family. I love our dinner time because we have some great conversations around the dinner table that um, I just don't think would happen any other time because we're all stuck there. And so as the kids get older, particularly, I think that, and they can have the ability to to converse with others, um, that dinner time can be important. Um, mm-hmm. And I think as kids get older too, that it's harder to find those, those times to be together. Um, and so I found for me that, um, you know, it's harder to find common times for activities together. But I found that if I support them in their activities, like I'll go watch them play their sports or perform in their music or their theater or support them in the things that they're doing, I think that that helps them, um, you know, even though we're not doing it together, they know that mom's there supporting them, that she's watching them, that she's proud of them, and that um, we're making an effort to to put them first. And so I think that that's another important thing that that as parents that we can do to help our children know that that they're important and to create those bonds is just support them in the things that, that they've chosen to do. Yeah. No, I think that's important too. Okay, Lindsay, what's the next uh, statistic that we found. Um, I think the next statistic is that w- when you take this family time, it creates warm memories for parents and children alike, and it gives them the sense of identity, um, of identity and belonging and inclusion. Right. So, and I, I think that's really important that those memories that you create and feeling like you belong and that you're part of something bigger is is really powerful. And so, that's what happens when you create these these fun activities together. Yeah, you know, I, um, I do remember as a child, there's, there's a few, some of the few memories that I have um, of those warm, fuzzy memories are, for me, was reading with my mom. I remember my mom re- um, reading to me where the red fern grows. 
And I remember just crying. And she was crying too <laughs> when the, when old Dan dies. And we're just, or little, who dies? Little Ann, one of the dog dies. And um, I just remember tears streaming down my eyes. And I just remember, you know, feeling like we shared that special moment together. And so, um, I don't know, for me, reading has always been, whether it's with my children or like I remember being, reading with my mother, always, she would always read, um, books at nap time to me. And I can continued that tradition on with my kids. So for me, that book time was an important time to um, bond with my children. Uh, what about you, Lindsay? What do you do to bond with, with your kids? Well, I think similar to you, we, we love reading books. Um, right now we're reading, you gave Evelyn the book, The Rats of Nim, Mrs. Frisbee and the Rats of Nim for her birthday. And we've been reading that as a family and it's been, it's been so fun. Um, I think particularly with this book, it's been fun because we have we have to read it at night. We can't read it any other time because my husband wants to listen in too. <laughs> the other night he had he had something going on. I forget where he was, and so we read without him, and and he had to go catch up. <laughs> and I was like, wow, it's been a while since I've just seen you sit and read a fiction book like on your own. <laughs> but um, but that's fun because it gives us. I mean, we have that time with the book, but then we also have you know, that common ground where we can reflect on that. And maybe this is something we haven't really talked about, but that idea that, you know, you not only have that activity, but then you have all the time talking about mm -hmm. that activity. Remember um, when? Reflecting on it. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And that's, that's really powerful. So we love to read books. Um, as a family, we enjoy singing songs. Um, we'll try to do that every night or if I, I remember I'll sit at the piano and start playing songs or the kids like it when Scott turns on music during dishes and they, and then if they hurry fast and finish before him, then they can go dance in the living room while he's finishing up dishes. <laughs> and, um, like you said, we like to go for walks, I think, um, or outdoor things. Living in New Mexico, that has been a really fun thing is that we can go and explore the outdoors. Um go for hikes, go for, go explore the volcano nearby, go explore the, the white sands and the caves. And it's been, it's been really fun kind of exploring some of that stuff. So that's, um, those are some of the fun things that we've done. Yeah, I love it. There's, there's so many fun things that we can do with our families. It's just, you know, we have to take the time to make it a priority. Um, it's easy to get caught up in, um, the busyness of life, um, particularly um, where we have so many things at our fingertips, with, we pull out our phone and get distracted so easily with our, our phones and our personal devices. But it's really important that we remember to make time to enjoy our children and to find uh, time to spend with them. And as we do that, we're going to find that our relationships with them begin to strengthen and that our influence on them begins to increase because when children feel that they're loved, when they feel like they're important, then they're more willing to listen to and obey uh, what what you might say. And so it's a two-way street. As you share with them, they're going to reciprocate and say, you know, I'm gonna I'm gonna do what mom's wants me to do. And it's not totally that way. I mean, we all have kids, we all know that that doesn't work, but it doesn't work all of the time. But I can say that as the more that they feel and respect you, then they, then it will reciprocate back. Um, so we've shared a lot of fun things um, with you today. 
I, I've got a bunch more that I want to share with you. We've got a list of 31 things that you can do with your he- your kids to help create meaningful memories and stronger relationships. And I'm going to give that link to you in the, the show notes. So if you want to go and download a, a list of things just to help give you some ideas of some things that you can do, you know, with, with COVID still, um, having so many restrictions on so many places about what you can do. Um, you know, a lot of these things can be done at home or out and about. It's not necessarily places to go or places where you have to spend money. It's just a lot of ideas of, of things that we've already talked about. So we talked about our themed parties with the dinner. We talked about some silly dinners. We've talked about, you know, the, the puppet shows and, and there's some more ideas of, of, of like, doing karaoke or making up dances. I mean, I remember a wonderful evening that we spent with our college kids when they came home and we did karaoke one night and it was hilarious. We had so much fun. Um, I know of families who've taken and um, done sidewalk chalk art and as a family that, that they've had a lot of fun doing that. Obviously, there's lots of puzzles or games that you can play. Um, oh, this is an easy one, a fun idea. Um, a family Olympics. Lindsay, tell our audience a little bit about family Olympics has just kind of become a Johnson thing every year. The extended family does the Johnson Olympics and tell them how simple that is, Lindsay. Oh, it's super simple. I remember it started out because and grandpa and grandma are so good this way. Because, like you said, you, my brother, your your son, um, is handicapped, and because of that, and physically handicapped. So I mean, he's in a wheelchair, and he, because of that, um, there there were only so many things he could do. And so, Grandpa, in an attempt to um, do something fun with his with his grandson, created a big great race. And so every year there would be this big huge race. Just around, I started out just being around, you know, around the living room kitchen circle. Um, between grandpa and Jake to see who could win. And, um, and then it just got into bigger and bigger. And so then, then soon it became, well, okay, well then let's just create a whole Olympics and let all the grandchildren play. And so we would, um, see who could hula hoop the longest and we would see who could run the longest or who could run the fastest. And we had hop, skip and a jump one. And we had a, the grandpa had a, um, a go-kart that we could race around (laughs) and we had, Oh, I don't even remember what else there were, but there was just so many, there was enough that everyone could win some sort of event. Um, but it just was super fun, like so fun and so easy. We just would take a day and we would play and we'd participate in all of these different events. Um, and the, and then the culminating event, the final, the biggest one was always that great race between grandpa and Jake. Right? <laughs> and, um, but it was so fun. It's so yeah. simple. Yeah, and so simple. So just simple things, like Lindsay said. Like, I remember one year it was a bubble gum blowing. Who could blow the biggest bubble gum? Um, other times it's paper airplane throwing or uh, like the hula hoop. So just just easy, fun little competitions that you can have amongst the family. I remember and that's one time, so easy. One year someone had broken their leg, and so they had a, a crutches contest. So everyone <laughs> saw how far they could go on the crutches, right? Like, <laughs> just. They, they were quite unique in their, their attempts to come up with ideas, but it was always so fun. Yeah. So, um, um, 
treasure hunts are always fun with kids. You can have a scavenger hunt, a nature scavenger hunt, a service scavenger hunt, a picture scavenger hunt, where you could just go around the the yard or the town or, you know, lots of different ways to, to have fun that way. And then, of course, there's always just the the physical activities of bike riding or hiking or playing soccer with the kids or creating an obstacle course course in the yard. Any of those things can be so fun and so easy. Um, it just takes, it just takes a, a mindset where you're making that fun a priority. And I guess what I hope that we take away from this discussion today is that, um, it does have to be intentional. Creating family fun sometimes happens by itself, but it can also be lost really easily if it's not something that you do intentional. And so the challenge or the invitation that I would like to, to present would be to, to, in the next month, to create one evening or one afternoon or one Saturday where you have a family fun day and just see what that does for your family morale and for your family relationships. Um, because I think that those activities are what's going to bring you closer and, and help you create those memories that are going to help your family through the rough times. I think that's a great idea. Um, and I think it's, it's good for me to hear it be like to create a family fun day. I think that's actually a great idea. As I'm sitting here thinking, oh man, we have to move soon and we have to, like, there's so many things going on in my life right now that it would be really good for us to take some time to just make sure we're having fun um, in addition to everything else. So so that's a, that's a great invitation. Thank you, mom. Okay. Thanks for joining us today. And um, remember, your teaching matters. See you all next week. Bye everyone. Bye.